This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Freefall Q&A. All right, so, so this is exciting. In the Blaze newsroom, Kevin Downs and Cy Robertson. So how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. I finally got here. You finally got here. Well, you guys have had a busy day. It's funny because we were talking beforehand about how long your day has been, right? And you guys have been going. It's 4 p.m. now, right? Three. I'm sorry, 3 p.m. I'm getting ahead of myself. You guys have been going since 5 a.m. What is it that you're talking with everybody about today? What is this project that you have going on? You know what we talk about? We talk about we can't wait to get to the blaze and talk to them. <laughs> that we lead off every conversation. Yeah, we have, lead off every conversation with it. See? And then we go into the gospel. And that's a really interesting transition. That is an interesting transition. <laughs> that is a really interesting transition. <laughs> then we go from the gospel to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I said, and listen, then we go into hunting squirrel, and okay. don't ask me how Wait, that works like that. I've but. asked, Pete, I've asked your family. I have to, wh- before we even get into the movie, what does squirrel taste like? What is because I don't. Look, everybody keeps saying does it taste like chicken? Yeah. Does Every, it? Hey, no, look, squirrel tastes like squirrel. But what is that? that can you compare it to way. anything? Can you? Can, uh, hey, that's it. Ask him if he'd rather have a great ribeye or some squirrel. Just, just. Would you rather have a great ribeye or some look, squirrel? Here's what you do: if you go out and you kill you. Eight young cat squirrels, okay? You skin them out, fry them up, okay? Fields cook them in fine ribeye, that thick over. Look, you grab the ribeye, you throw it to the dog, and then you sit down and have your meal with fried squirrels. I, I've never, I've never had squirrel. I'm gonna have to come and ha- have you had no, squirrel? Have you? No, I didn't even know. Would you, you ever do it? I didn't, I didn't know, know you could eat squirrel. I, I, didn't. I didn't know you could eat squirrel till yesterday. <laughs> I knew, the, I knew a little bit earlier yeah, that you. I'll give the deal. Hey, How do you season look, it? Like, what look, are you doing? No, no, look, it's so good you'll punch your mom. <laughs> Wait, I was gonna ask you about that line from the movie because I was watching the trailer. It has to do it with squirrel. squirrel. Can you make squirrel beef jerky? Is look, that a thing? Look, no, no, you can make. <laughs> I mean, not beef, look, but you can make any kind of jerky. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you I've just never had. If you go on the road and pick up roadkill, you make beef jerky. Have you? I'm not going to add. All right, let, let's let's Don't talk. I'm not going to go there. We're done. We're done with the with the roadkill. But I think eating squirrels really. I would try it. I think I would probably. Squirrel. That's my favorite wild game. Out of all of so you choose it over anything. I over anything. Everyone says that. So it must be good. It must be good. All right, let's actually talk about why you guys are here, which which is the film Faith of Our Fathers. How did this How did this movie come about? What was the genesis of it? Uh, well, it's it's been seven years in the making. So I was just fixing. I just talked about a long time ago. It's, I mean, the seven film, years. The film is that. close to puberty. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> yeah. give you that. So, um, you know, this child is aging. As this we child is aging. I, yeah. It was fun to watch it two nights ago in, in Dallas because you know when you're done with the movie, as as one of my filmmaking friends says, films are never completed; they're only abandoned. And uh, when you're done with the movie, you sit and you watch it, and, and you know, sometimes they talk back. And uh, it was starting to talk back, because it's, it's, you know, it's getting to that age. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, no. No, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. They do talk back. Okay? Because that's the best part of it. The fans are the people that watch the movie. They get to discuss the movie. That's right. Okay. 
and some of the stuff is what? So let me, let me answer right, go, your question because I do have an answer. I'm not actually deflecting it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was seven years. You know, David White, David A.R. White, who plays uh, Wayne in the movie with me, I play John. You know, he and I, he and I have done a number of movies over the years, uh, some together, and obviously, God's Not Dead is his last big film, and my last film is Mom's Night Out, and uh, we had never done a film that honored veterans. That was really as simple as it was when we first came across the script. The script is an original idea from the director, Kerry Scott, and what we loved in his idea was the fact that we had this sort of, it's a quirky movie. It's not the normal sort of Christian movie. It's just very quirky, a very different sign. I were talking about this coming, out, coming over here. Whereas, you know, you have me and David, the odd couple, literally the odd couple on this sort of buddy road trip, yet they're trying to deal with very serious subject matter which is learn more about their dads who they think abandoned them but in reality through these letters they never knew existed they realized their dads were these these men of honor these men of integrity and these men who selflessly served their country so that they could have the freedom that they have today which and and they learned their dads were at the end they learned their dads are their heroes even though they're not living and there's a really solid faith message. And the gospel is so clear. It's so presented so clear. Even in the trailer. Even in the trailer. I mean, it's very clear in the trailer. The gospel is very clear. And so one of the goals with it, I mean, the gospel has been in a number of my films, but one of the goals with it was to, number one, honor veterans in a way that made them feel like, especially the Vietnam veterans who came home, two and a half million of them, came home feeling like nobody cared about them. And that still exists today. That's what we're finding out. Besides a Vietnam veteran, but we're finding out that as we're screening this film for veterans, that uh, you know we got this last. I got this last night in Alabama. A hundred veterans came up to me and said, uh, several of them in tears. This is the first time uh, anybody's ever made me feel so special. I was going to ask you why Vietnam because it's one of those wars, and yes. and I think you just sort of answered. But it's one of those wars that for some reason people just yes. they don't give it the respect that I think and the soldiers the respect that they deserve yeah, for their that, service yeah that's right the second the, the second part of that question was the gospel is presented in such a way that's very conversational it's very intimate it's not contrived it's not like oh here comes the message it's it's in a way you know it we we allow the story to develop in this thing um, to a way where it is. It, it's. It's refreshing. I, don't, I think that's the best word I can describe it. Because I never get sick of it when I watch it, and I watched it for the four thousand two hundred sixty-eighth time the other night. And it's. It's such a wonderful scene, you know, to see. And and um, and the comments we get back are those. Those are the two comments. So mission accomplished when you get the two comments back that you aim to make the movie for. How did you feel? I mean, and I want to know how you got involved in, in this project, too, because you have a really, the line you said before, you have this great scene in the trailer that I saw, which I, which I loved. How did, you get, how did you get involved? Well, they asked me to do it, okay, you know, to be a part of it. Now, first and foremost, they said, look, we want to honor the veterans, okay, for their service. Because when they did, the Vietnam War was a controversial war, okay. There was rioting back in the States while it was going on. The people that come home, you know, the people got in their faith, okay, and it, it, was, it was bad, okay. They didn't receive the welcome that they deserved, okay, because here's the deal. All they did was they did their job, okay. America's the ones that sent them, okay, and me and him talk about this all the time. They were kids, 
Yeah. Okay. I was 19. Okay. I'm still a kid. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't a full-grown man. Yeah. Okay. I was a kid. We had commanders, company commanders that was 21 years old. Wow. That are sending these kids out to their death. Yeah. Okay. On patrol. You know. So for them to actually go, okay, number one, and do their job, some of them didn't make it back, 58,000 plus, with names are on the wall, okay? So, you know, the country owes them that. If we send them off to war, we, number one, we ought to have their back, okay? Give them the best equipment, the best stuff we can make for them, okay, for combat, okay? Number two, if they survive the war and come back home, we need to be there, okay, to honor them, okay, welcome them back. Not only that, we've got veterans that are coming back right now from the Afghanistan and Iraqi war, okay, and they've got serious uh, combat trauma, okay, that they're trying to deal with. My son is one of them, okay, and, you know, I didn't know this till a Memorial Day after the Vietnam War, a couple of years, I'm watching, you know, war movies, and then they bring on the screen, you know, that we lost 58,000 plus in the war. We've lost more than that that have committed suicide due to the combat trauma that they, they couldn't come to grips with. How did it affect you, service? You know, how, how was that for you coming back? Well, personally, it didn't happen to me, okay? Nobody got in my face and called me baby killer and all that. There was a couple of snide remarks behind me, okay, said something, you know, but, you know, but I had a lot of people, okay, that I knew, okay, that they come back to, you know, and these are the guys that actually went through the thick of, thick of the war, okay? They was, you know, seeing buddies die and all this, you know, the horrors of it, you know, and then they got in their face, like I was telling him, one of them was Sammy Davis, okay, the guy that won the Congressional Medal of Honor over there. That movie, Forrest Gump, where it shows him he's got the wounded soldier and running and the bombs are going off behind him. That was actually what Sammy Davis did. Okay, that was, they portrayed, you know, and I just said, you know, and he told me some of the horror stories that, you know, they brought him back after he had done his tour. You know, he wanted, wounded like three times and all this when he got the Congressional Medal of Honor. And, uh, some of people getting in his face and stuff, and I said, "How did you, how did you, you know, did you just ignore?" You because know? he said, "Well, they're ignorant." And yeah, I mean, and just not to be thanked for that service. I think that that's sort of the most depressing part of that after that's, doing so that's much. That's the thing, okay? Right. You know, because like I said, we send them, okay, and they go willingly because our, our forces are voluntary now, so they go willingly. And like I was telling him, what's so neat to see since we've done it is that when the veterans are walking the red carpet from this movement, okay, and, and you can tell they feel awkward in the spotlight. And I told him, I said, because look, they don't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. The, all of the veterans have one thing in common. They love the United States of America, okay? That's why they serve. Okay, but it just, it, it's, it's wonderful to see, okay, because like you tell them, one of them come up to him and said, man, I just, you know, this is the first time I just, I felt like somebody actually cared that I served. Yeah. 
It's it's amazing that you guys are doing that and they're feeling that. It's sad that it took that long for them to feel that I'm way. I'm stunned right? by it. like it's my. If you ask me, what's your biggest awe moment uh, in the last week? That's that. Like I'm stunned by the fact that how has this happened in our country? Right. Yeah, that our nation have gone has, has yeah. let it go and swept oh, the yeah. big old elephant under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. When it's sort of happening again now with the new generation of people yes. who are going through. No, because I was saying one of the neat things I've been in airports because I travel around all the time doing events and stuff. And one of the neatest things to see, and I mean, a lot of times I get where I can't even talk about it, okay? Soldier comes walking through the airport, comes on a plane, somebody in first class gets up and says, Sir, hey, take my seat right here. I'll go, I'll go back and you've seen that happen seen quite that a bit. Happen. Okay, so and it's quite a often. Okay. That's good to hear. Or a soldier comes off a plane off and plane there's fifty and people standing there and applaud him when he comes walking by and says, right. Hey, we appreciate what you did. Tell your family we appreciate that they would do it with you. Yeah. So that's the one thing that most of them if you do not have a, a son or daughter that's been in the military or somebody in, in your family that has been in the military, they haven't got a clue about the sacrifice that the soldier goes through, number one. And then, look, it, it goes way beyond just the soldier. Because it's, it's, it's on personal information. My son joined the Army against my will, okay? I told him, hey, now go another direction, okay? Don't, do, don't go in Dad's footsteps, okay? It was good for me, but no. Nah, I don't want you to go in well, he joined it anyway, because that's what he wants, okay? And it's been good for him. But he spent three tours in Iraq. Wow. Okay, and that was the worst three years of my life, because I'm, I'm thinking of one thing when the doorbell rings. There's two people in uniform standing there, fixing to tell me my son's been killed in action. And look, there were so many parents that that happened to in Vietnam. Okay, and back then, sometimes when it first started, all they got was a stupid telegram. Yeah. They get a telegram in the mail saying, oh yeah, by the way, your son gets killed. Got killed in action. You know, and then they finally, somebody said, my God, what are we doing? You know, that's not a way to inform a father and mother. Yeah, I mean, imagine son. that's how you find out that no, your no, child... That's what I'm I mean, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now, uh, you know, most of them come back with someone in their unit. Yeah. Okay, come back with the body. Okay, and then can tell them how their son died, okay, what he was doing, who was with him, you know. So it, 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 it's gotten better, okay. Let, and so let me ask both of you, what, what do you hope the audience takes away? You know, what's the big, if you could say there's one thing you want the audience to take away from this film, what would it be? Well, <laughs> I, there's multiple answers for that. But Go for it. <laughs> I, you know, Go number one is, is that, uh, no matter what your age is, that you have, there's a line in the movie where one of the dads says, uh, uh, I love you so much, son, in, in the letter. I love you so much, son, but know that Jesus loves you even more than I do, and I love you tremendously. And it's for people to know if they don't have a physical father here or a father that is checked out, that they have a heavenly father that loves them so much and can heal that hurt and can heal that pain and, and is longing for a relationship with them and to help them bring hope and to love into their life, into their heart. And, and I think that that's my, that's my one hope through all of it. And 
whether that's with veterans um, or even with uh, people that are, are touched by veterans. It, it's not necessarily just exclusive to one group or the other. Uh, that would be my, my walk away. The thing about it, like Kevin was talking about, okay, you know, life itself is about relationships, okay? And, and I don't know of anyone that I've ever met, okay, that does not have some kind of problems or have questions that they're wondering about the answer, yeah. you know? And that's what this movie portrays. Two young men have questions and their life is incomplete yeah. because they're yearning to know about their dad, okay, because they feel abandoned, whatever, all the stuff that goes with it. And they're flawed. Yeah, and they're flawed. Yeah. And like, you know, in the human race is flawed, okay, and like the message he's talking about is the gospel is clearly portrayed, okay, number one, we hope that they, they take that away with them, Yeah. Number two is a love story about how much fathers love their son. Okay, and then the part about that is we've got a God, our Father, that loves us so much that He sent His Son, and Son and will obedience died on the cross for what we do wrong. Okay, and then the third thing is, okay, look, we're the ones that sent them the war. So the best we can do is, hey, have their back, and then when they come back, welcome them home properly. Okay, they deserve it. They've earned it. Okay. And even, you know, and that, to, to make that into an application, as simple as someone saying, you know what, next time I see a veteran or even an active duty uh, individual, I'm going to actually, instead of just think about wanting to thank them, I'm actually going to do it. And if that happens, then mission accomplished with the movie as well. Yeah, the, the things that you both brought up, you know, talking about the gospel, talking about all of these themes, right? It's kind of counterintuitive to what goes on in entertainment in Hollywood. And both of you, in very interesting and different ways, have sort of been at the forefront of a very small portion of the entertainment industry that's starting to put out positive content, right? At a time when, I mean, like, primetime's gotten really ugly, TV's gotten really, there's a lot of stuff on. It's sort of like these two forces, but, but you're there, and you're sort of in the thick of it. What are some of the challenges, and then we'll talk about the rewards, but some of the challenges to the positions that you've been both, you know, blessed to be a part of and be in, what are some of the challenges that come with that, though? I, I Like, for me, what's wonderful is, is Cy uses his platform to share the gospel all over the world. And, and, and for me, I, I'm so excited. It's like, I can't imagine doing a film where I'm not sharing the gospel. I mean, my next film, Woodlawn, which you, yeah. you know about, yeah. It is the gospel. Yeah, I mean that's and and that's it's an exciting movie. Yeah, that's what excites me is 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 spreading the gospel. If you flash my career, my life back twenty years ago, David A. R. White and myself sitting out on his front porch in somewhere in Los Angeles, dreaming of the day that our movies that have the gospel would be in theaters not only across America but in other countries around the world. And now it's happening. Like now, God has opened doors for that platform to actually exist. And that excites me. And so I would, I mean, 20 years in the making, I have no desire to do anything else because this is too much fun. Right, right. It's way too much fun. It seems like it's a lot of fun. It's incredible. And you guys have had great, I mean, there's been great films that you've been a part of that yeah. you've produced. I mean, God's Not Dead, Mom's Night Out, which I loved Mom's Night Out. And I was yeah. very annoyed with how the critics handled Mom's yeah. Night Out. But, you know, but a great movie. And but I, I think, I mean, Mom's Night Out was a good lesson because I think that the critics already understand you it doesn't matter how as soon as you mention the word jesus and it doesn't matter the connotation that the word is in right and mom's night out it was i believe in one scene 
And that scene just ticked everybody off. How dare you, right? Or how dare you portray a woman who would actually have the choice to want to take care of her children. Right. right. How dare you? Isn't that kind of what feminism is, though? You, get right. to pick, you don't need to go into a hook, but, no, right. but you get to sort of pick what you want your destiny to yeah. be, and that might be what you want it to be. Yeah, right? so, I, so I say, you know what? I think those that oppose that, no different than faith of our fathers and how we're promoting fatherhood and, and, and mending broken relationships... I think those that want those types of messages are in the majority in our nation. They are. And, and not are. the minority. Even though it sure seems like it's the other way around, I don't think it is. I absolutely yeah. don't think it well, is. Well, I mean, think about it. These people are only having these messages put out to them, these negative messages. But you guys have sort of changed that a little bit, and it comes at an interesting time, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, they were interviewed us today, and I said, you know, what would you do to somebody call, call you a Jesus and I said, I would say thank you. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's probably the highest compliment I'll ever receive. <laughs> okay. You know, because uh, I'm telling you, Kevin, I don't, I really don't believe there's a such thing as an atheist, a person that doesn't believe in God. I said, because you let him get in a bind, okay, where his life is at, tra- at risk here, then it's, Oh, please, someone <laughs> help me. Yeah. So there is no such thing. Plus, there's too much proof that God exists. Okay, look, if, if the atheist says, okay, no, I don't believe in God, I say, well, uh, what is today? And he'll say, oh, it's uh, the 1st of July. What year? 2015. Oh, by the way, that's, you know, the Latin term for that is I don't know the year of our Lord. Okay, that means he was here and you just signed your calendar. <laughs> oh, you don't believe in him? Yet every time you open your checkbook and write a check and you write the date down, you're just saying he's here. There's too much proof of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, you know, the atheists will say there's no proof. But I think for Christians, it's sort of like, well, how could there not be? I mean, you look around. Every it's for a Christian, the proof is everywhere, right? I mean, coolest thing I ever been involved in. Okay, it's duck hunting. Okay, we go out to uh, not squirrel New, hunting. No, no, duck hunting. We go out to New Mexico. Okay, and I don't know what it is about the west out west. The stars are closer. No, I'm serious. You know, so we're there at 4:30 a.m. when we're throwing out decoys on the Rio Grande River. And within a 45-minute period, we see 17 different planets going across the sky on fire. One of them is just humongous, okay? And we're watching it, and everybody's going, wow. Then it breaks up, and there's two. There's a big one and a little one on fire now. And then you look at the sky... The, the uh, people, seafaring people, have traveled the ocean by the stars for eons. Okay, look, there's chariots with horses and stars. That's a design. Okay, you can plainly see the horses, you can plainly see the chariot, you, you know. That's a design. Well, where there is design, there must be a designer. <laughs> you know, and look, there's a, I don't even know how many there are in the sky. 
but there's hundreds of them. You know, you got a guy that's got a bow and arrow, okay? And that's a star. Then you got the little and the big dipper. You know, there's too much proof that he's there. But, you know? but but apparently just enough doubt to somehow convince people that he's, there's no way he's possibly there. Well, yeah, like it's, it's, I told him in the interview, I said, well, here's the deal. I'm 67 years old. Okay, the gospel story. God has become flesh. He left heaven. He came down. He was born of a virgin woman. The creator of the cosmos, okay, was an infant. He came from a woman, okay, but he was deity. He grew up, he willingly died on a cross for what I do wrong. He had so no sin of his own. Okay, number three, they killed him. They put him in a grave. You know, no. They didn't, no. He rose on the third day. He spent 40 days and 40 nights proving his resurrection from the dead. Okay, he had one of his apostles that had to say, unless I see the nail holes in his hand, I won't believe. Well, doubting Thomas actually seen the nail holes in Jesus' hand. And then he said, oh my God, my Lord. Okay? So, you know, and look, he can cover all my sins, okay, and he can raise me from the dead. Okay, I'm 67 years old. If you have a better story with a better ending, I live in West Monroe, <laughs> God knows who's going to come see you now. Yeah, I don't hey, know. Look. <laughs> hey, bring them on. Okay, because if he's got a better story than that for me to put my hope in, I'm all ears. <laughs> I love it. How do you okay. even follow that up with a question or a statement? It's like a revival in here. This is great. No, no, well, I told him, I said, Kevin, you done messed up. I said, I said you really have messed up, John. I said, look, number one, you put a microphone in front of me and you turn a camera on. And I said, I read You know what I love about this, though? It's like you only see, on TV, you only see sort of like the comical side of you, right? But it's great, and I've seen interviews well, with the Well, that's because I'm crazy. Right. Oh, but you I know love that, it. No, right? no, no, I do. You know that, right? My whole family Honestly, said Honestly, I asked Sadie about it. I asked, <laughs> yeah, Willie about it. They all told me the same thing. So, yes, I, I believe it. But you get to have a whole other conversation that is really interesting here. That's what I love. That's what well, I love about the design. Let me tell you why. Tell me why. I'm going to tell you why I'm crazy. <laughs> Look, I've tried to be normal for five minutes of my life. That's the most miserable five minutes I've ever spent in my life. What happened during the five minutes? It was horrible. I'll never put it again, okay? I'll never do it again. I'm upset you don't have your cup with you, though, today. I, I got it in my bag. You have it in your I, bag? Oh. Look, I got it in my bag at the hotel because they won't let me bring my, my gallon tea jug full of tea. <laughs> How do you get that through TSA? How do you uh, get No, no, you can't, okay? <laughs> I've actually had it poured out before when I go to the airport. The guy said, hey, what are you doing? I said, I, I got to empty this tea jug before I put it back in my car and take the lid off of it. I said, because they won't allow it. That's why I look. If I have a choice... I always fly private. That yeah, well, if you if you can yeah, you, you can bring it. <coughs> there you go. There you go. Any final words from either of you? This has been great. Obviously, right. go see My the movie, and we're gonna make sure we put a link book. out there. Okay. The weekend's coming up. Look, if your dad's still alive, go get him, put him in the car, take him to the movie, and see Faith of Our Father. Okay, because it's worth seeing. Okay, for three good reasons. 
The gospel is presented, okay, it's a love story, okay, and you're honoring people that deserve the honor. I love it. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's a fascinating film with a very colorful cast. I mean, Stephen Baldwin, Cy Robertson, <laughs> myself, and David, the crazy, the crazy David, Harrowood, David Harrowood, okay. Rebecca St. James, Candace Cameron Bure. Then you got two beautiful women. Yeah, Candace Cameron. Yeah. And what's wonderful about you know the cast that everyone has seen and their favorite shows and movies is that everyone is united by the same heart. And that's that's what I love about this film. Yeah, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit quirky. It's like, oh, I haven't seen anything like that before. Um, but man, is is the central theme and the central focus so timely for what's happening in our country today? And and the release of it is not an accident. I mean, it's the 50th anniversary of, of uh, you know us sending the first troops over to Vietnam, and um, and what a time celebrating our independence, Independence Day. What does that mean? Fireworks are not meaningless. They, they, there. It's, it's like it took war and somebody serving in that war for us to have independence, and that's the theme and that's the meaning of faith of our fathers. And it's a family movie. That's the biggest thing. Just because it deals with war doesn't mean it's not appropriate. We are very caref- careful, in making sure that that side of it was still appropriate for families. It's a very unique combat yeah. movie. Yeah, that's right. Very unique combat. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Listen, I appreciate you guys coming down today. Thanks, Bill. With unique capitalized. <laughs> you are unique in a good way. That's no, good. Great. No, You're crazy. crazy. You just went crazy. No, I'm crazy. Well, thanks again, guys. It's been great. It's been my pleasure. Church Boy.